Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Collectively Coexisting, a podcast by Remember the Girls. We are focusing on CGD or chronic granulomatous disease this month for our Carrier Connections program, which is sponsored by Horizon Therapeutics, Sanofi, and Ultragenics Pharmaceutical. So today we are bringing on Felicia Morton, who is the carrier of CGD and also the founder of the CGD Association of America or CGDAA. So we're so excited to have you here, Felicia. Thank you so much for joining us. And if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself before we jump into the questions, that would be amazing. Well, thank you, Taylor. It's a pleasure to be here. I am always happy to connect with you and join forces to raise awareness for rare disease. And uh, per your question, um, how did I start the CGD Association of America? Um, I started the uh, nonprofit organization um, because I'd been working as an advocate for some time um, after my son was diagnosed in 2012 with chronic granitomous disease. And um, I began by simply advocating for him and then getting involved with various nonprofit groups that um, help uh, patients in the um, immune deficiency and rare disease community. And I learned a lot from those experiences. Uh, and at about 2019, I had been asked by um, some colleagues of mine at the National Institute of Health if I would be interested in developing um, a nonprofit organization that would be dedicated to the CGD community. And I agreed. Uh, it was a natural progression from that. And uh, in 2020, we obtained our, our Section 501c3, and we've been able to advocate for patients uh, and excellent uh, female carriers of CGD by providing news information um, that helps them make um, decisions when it comes to their condition and also uh, by supporting research. Great. Thank you so much for the overview, Felicia. And it's been amazing for Remember the Girls to work with CGDAA, especially on that guide that we created um, for X-linked carriers of CGD. So definitely looking forward to collaborating again in the future. So you mentioned that your son was diagnosed with CGD. Um, can you talk a little bit more about that and then how you found out that you are a carrier of the condition? Yeah. Uh, so uh, Sebastian was born in 2012. Um, in, in May, and he seemed like a normal, healthy child, um, infant, and everything was fine. I was really thrilled. I already had a, a four-year-old girl, and now I had a beautiful little son, and I thought, you know, this was just perfect. And so um, soon, however, within about um, six weeks, he started developing strange symptoms. He had a fever that was really high that lasted for 10 days, it went as high as 105, and there was no known origin, which just perplexed our pediatrician and, and various other specialists um, to, to uh, where, where he had sent us to get um, more information. Um, no one could determine why he was having these strange fevers day after day. Finally, it broke. Um, and then a few weeks later, he developed um, some skin issues, some, some abscesses. And um, uh, after about five months of this going, you know, to the emergency room, going, you know, to um, meet with specialists to try to understand um, why he was experiencing these strange symptoms. 
I was the one uh, who eventually asked our pediatrician, uh, do you think he might have some kind of an immune disorder? Um, we were living in Manhattan at the time and you know, coming from Chicago, I always thought Manhattan was like the center of the universe where you know, all of your questions would be answered and anything that you needed was, you know, it would be like the best of the best, right? The best medical care, the best everything. So um, I just had presumed for those months that all of the specialists knew what they were doing and there was nothing more. And, and finally, thanks to you know, my background in healthcare public relations, and I'd been a, a journalist writing about various you know, medical issues, I, I, I kind of had a sense immune system. And so I, I did ask if that would be okay. And, and our pediatrician said, well, I guess you could try seeing an immunologist. Yeah. You know, as if, you know, why not? So that's what led to uh, Sebastian being diagnosed. Sure enough, um, the immunologist did uh, diagnose him right away. Um, he had all the hallmarks of CGD. And um, at that point, we, we went on um, prophylaxis daily, um, prophylaxis, which is a medicine that he needed to uh, avoid uh, infection. You know, it's not 100%, but he started to be much more stable. And um, shortly thereafter, first appointment at the National Institutes of Health, um, at which point I was also um, diagnosed as um, being a carrier. Now, in terms of, you know, in my case, um, I have a, a high amount of working neutrophil uh, white blood cells. And so I am not um, symptomatic really, but um, research has shown that uh, for many female X-link carriers, they can be symptomatic depending on their amount of uh, working neutrophil. So um, since that point, we've, we've done a lot to really raise awareness for my fellow uh, sisters in the uh, CGD community who are, uh, experiencing a lot of symptoms and, and, and health issues. So when you uh, first learned that you were a carrier, were you like explained in that first say meeting or right away that you were at risk for symptoms or did it take some time to figure that out? Well, yeah, at that point back in, that was a bit about a year after Sebastian had been diagnosed about a year later, 2013, uh, it still was not very well known that uh, excellent carriers of CGD could be symptomatic. And so at the time I was told not to worry that, um, you know, I'm asymptomatic, but it is important to know if I plan on having another child. Right. So it was really the thinking that we're, that we as women aren't really important. It's really us as, you know, carriers for the next generation. We need to be concerned about them. Right. Um, yeah. Like that's such a common, I feel like story for women in our community. Like I mean, even for me, even though my situation was so different and we found out I was a carrier when I was three, the only focus was on just the fact that I could pass it down in like 20, 30 years when I eventually had kids and, you know, just being told like, oh, she'll be fine. Like, there's nothing to worry about. Like females are just carriers. And obviously that research has developed a lot, you know, since you first found out, since I first found out, but that story is just so similar across so many X-linked diseases. Like, the focus on just like us as potential mothers or mothers and not necessarily as us as, you know, living, breathing women who could be affected by these conditions as well. Right. It's re it really is a kind of a feminist issue, right? When you think about it, a, a female empowerment issue. And it, it shows like just not so long ago that we were just looked upon as for, for our reproductive value. That's it. Right. Yeah, and um, definitely as important or of value ourselves as human beings. 
yeah, and I think that also can, can contributes a lot to the stigma that carriers might face. And I know we've talked about this a lot, but you know, as, there's a lot of guilt I know that women experience if they have passed a condition down, even if they know you know it wasn't their fault or they didn't know. I think it, it all ties back to you know, I guess us as women kind of growing up and being taught that so much of your value is based on being a mother and the children that you bring into this world. And, you know, while those things are really important to a lot of women, I think that can, if you feel like you've quote unquote done something wrong, or if you've, you know, genetically caused a child to have this condition that you've somehow failed in that mission of what you're supposed to be as a woman. Like, I think it, it's, it's really complex and like does go back so much to like gender bias and stereotypes and all that stuff. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And um, uh, it calls to mind my mother's experience because in Canada uh, where she is from and she used to live when I would visit her in the summer, she was having some symptoms, some wounds that wouldn't heal and, and whatnot. And I had just been um, diagnosed as a carrier. Um, and we knew Sebastian obviously had, had CGD and I thought, well, there's a good chance that since this has passed through, um, the X, uh, chromosome that my mother could also be a carrier. And we went to her physician at the time and I'd asked him if he could order a test, um, for her to be tested to see if she's a carrier. And that's exactly what he said. Well, your mother is past her childbearing years. So there's really no point. Said, the point is that she has wounds that aren't healing and she's been on antibiotics and she's suffering. What about her life? And, uh, he said, well, we really don't operate that way. Um, so, uh, thankfully, I was able to book her an appointment at the NIH, and I, I highly recommend everyone in our community and the CDD community to um, look into what's uh, available for you, at, uh, both as a patient and as a carrier um, at the NIH. And if, if anyone has any questions about that, they're welcome to contact me, and, and I, I um, presume we'll talk about how to do that towards the end. But um, uh, once she was at the NIH, she was diagnosed as a highly lionized carrier. And um, she does need to take daily prophylaxis. And since she has been doing that, she has been fine. No more of these strange symptoms, no more poor wound healing. And I like to say she has a better quality of life now at her age than I think she's had for many, many years. And so yeah. a really uh, inspiring story, I think. Yeah. So frustrating, you know, but amazing that you two were able to push on and get her the diagnosis because- I could totally imagine a situation where, especially in certain countries, I find like in the UK, for example, I think there's more of an attitude that like the doctors are always right. So if a woman is told like, you don't need this test, then, you know, maybe they won't try to get a second opinion or try to fight to get the test. And like, they could go the rest of their life just suffering. And I mean, that's definitely happening all around the world, of course, not just with excellent conditions, but we see it obviously in our community a lot just because of this misunderstanding that medical professionals have when it comes to females who can be impacted by these excellent diseases. So, Right, right. So uh, hopefully we're making some headway here in our country. I think you and I are. In fact, you know, I know we are. Um, we, we've done so much work. Um, the two of us together and independently to to raise uh, awareness for this issue 
and, and make people pay attention through our education, through our outreach, through our um, the research that we've supported. So yeah, there's still a long way to go. Um, we can't just change society in some ways, you know, overnight, but we can definitely help the women that we meet um, feel more empowered and also um, raise awareness within um, the medical profession when, when we can. For sure. So that you're speaking of empowerment. And I, I feel like the last time we spoke, when we spoke at that horizon, um, QCGD Instagram live, we talked like somewhat about what being a carrier like means to us, like, I guess on a personal level. And I feel like you did, you mentioned at some point talked about that sisterhood and community. So what does being a carrier mean to you? Oh my gosh. It means so much. I, I actually feel really blessed, you know, part of this community and, you know, but first of all, it is a sisterhood, like you said, in terms of an understanding of, of what it means to hold this gene and what it could mean for your children. No one can quite understand that unless you're in the CGD community the pain and um, the pain of having a child with CGD, the cruel nature of this disease where it's an invisible illness in many cases, and you can be absolutely fine. And CGD can trick you into thinking your child or you as a patient are fine uh, or even a carrier. And then um, an infection can happen or some weird ailment out of the blue. And there's just no warning for it. All of a sudden your life is upended. Meeting with other women and being able to connect with them on on so many different levels when so few other human beings, you know, so few other people on this planet can understand what we go through is so important and so meaningful. So just putting it in my own personal context, when Sebastian was um, diagnosed, I felt very isolated. I felt you know, just so alone, no one could understand uh, what I was going through. And I also had so many questions about the disease because it's very rare. And even the specialists with whom you meet, um, you can just feel like you're just, there, there's just so many more questions rather than answers. Because of course, with CGD, you can either live with it or you can uh, uh, seek out a curative option. And so um, the burden of making that decision is really crushing and to meet other women, other mothers who have gone through that burden and who have made decisions either to live with it uh, or for their children to live with it or for uh, them to stand by their their children to be at their their bedside during uh, a transplant uh, and and what all that entails. Uh, That was the most important thing to me uh, in terms of the community that I was able to cultivate as I was making my decision. And it took me, you know, almost, almost four years, you know, to make that decision uh, on behalf of my son. And I only was able to do that by having these incredible friendships and and meeting these amazing women who guided me and, um, just made me feel much more confident in the decision I was making. And they really became like my soul sisters. Like, I just feel like I can call them now with anything and they just totally understand. And, and then after Sebastian uh, had a positive outcome from his transplant, thank goodness, um, I feel that the community is, is, is strong. Uh, 
even, you know, now that we're, you know, through this tunnel and we're, we're into the light, um, you know, we still have so much that we need to discuss. And uh, I want to talk about all the things that carriers are facing. I want to talk about what it means. I want someone who understands what I have been through. I want someone to um, be able to discuss what you know, some of this trauma um, means and, and how it has affected me and, and someone who understands. And so um, all of these things, for all of these reasons, um, it's just so important to have that sense of community. And I'm really just so grateful for it. And on top of that, Taylor, I'd like to say that there are some of the coolest women <laughs> you'd ever want to meet like you. They're all creative. You know, many of them are just doing so many interesting things. And because they've had children, you know, where they had to be flexible and adapt, many of them are doing so many innovative uh, things in terms of their career, in terms of how they live their life. Um, so it's just been an honor to know uh, so many of these incredibly strong, talented, passionate loving women. That's so amazing. Yeah, the the power of community just cannot be underestimated at all, especially when you're in a rare disease and living that rare disease life. So I know, um, of course, fo your focus is largely on um, CGD and X-Link carriers, but also you're part of Remember the Girls and advocate for X-Linked females as a whole. So could you talk a little bit about one, like, how you first found Remember the Girls and what are your hopes for the future of our community um, as excellent carriers of many different diseases? Yeah, I first heard about Remember the Girls when um, I was starting out with the um, CGD Association of America. And I believe it was, um, you know, through various uh, colleagues of mine who had just said, you know, you really have to talk to Kate Taylor. She is working on um, similar uh, initiatives. Uh, you're raising awareness for uh, female excellent carriers of CGD. She's raising awareness for excellent carriers of rare diseases as well. And uh, it, it just seemed like a natural progression for me to reach out to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been great, you know, connecting with you and women from other excellent communities who have, you know, been advocating in their own spaces and then joining together, we can just be even stronger in our advocacy and awareness. Um, okay. I have, uh, I have two more questions. So the first one, if you could go back to before you knew about CGD, before Sebastian was diagnosed, before you found out that you were a carrier, what is something that you would tell yourself? That, uh, what would I tell myself? I would tell myself that life is not going to turn out the way you expected. It, it actually probably never does. Um, things are going to become really hard, but you can do hard things, right? <laughs> you are capable you can do what life is going to present to you and you will find the resources that you need within yourself and the resources within your community. I love that. Okay. So something that we ask um, all of our interviewees is 
When you think of Remember the Girls, what is the first word that comes to mind? Community. I love it. So those are all of our questions. Um, thank you so much, Felicia, for taking the time. And I want to make sure that people know where they can find you, where they can find CGDAA. Um, so if you could just tell us that so we can include it in the episode. And I'll also include it in the description as well so people can click links and stuff. Thank you. Yes, please contact us. We have virtual events every month. Um, we have events called Coffee and Carriers where we get together with excellent carriers of CGD and carriers of other conditions. Um, we um, have coffee and clinicians where we invite um, uh, specialists to come and talk about CGD, as well as other issues that face a lot of uh, members of our rare community, uh, including family planning and, and things of that nature, mental health, you know, uh, self-care, self-love, all those things we need to do, right? Um, and we also have coffee and community where we just invite everyone to come and talk. Um, we have different themes. So I invite you to go to our website at www.cgdaa.org. And the best way to keep abreast of what we're doing is to sign up for our e-newsletter. And um, you can also see what we're doing in our calendar of, of events and on our blog. Uh, and if you'd like to contact us, um, the email address is info at cgdaa.org. Perfect. Thank you so much. And I'm really excited to share more about your story with the Remember the Girls community. Thank you so much, Taylor.